It's one of those things where as someone who runs a community, and maybe there are people who watch this who want to run a community, you have to weigh the options of continuing to try and acquire more community members, which is great for revenue and profit and doing that. But at a certain point, you have to be able to service the members that you have. And by service them, it just means to show up for them. Yo, yo, yo. What up? Welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless Podcast, where you will learn the mindset, strategies, and the tactics in order to develop a full-stack life. Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Sagi Schreiber. I'm a designer and entrepreneur and the host of this show. My guest today is one of the most creative entrepreneurs that I've ever met or even ever heard of. Um, he left his day job, managed to creatively build a seven-figure business called I Wear Your Shirt, which was you know, covered on almost every possible news outlet. He basically wore a t-shirt of brands and made it, uh, made a creative video like once a day wearing the t-shirts with the company's logo. Um, but then he found himself in a lifestyle he did not want for himself. So what he did, he made a bold decision. He shut down eyewear shirt and made a new lifestyle for himself. But that did not stop his creativity. Since then he self-published a book which in, he got a sponsor for every single page of the book. He sold his family name twice. Yes, he invented a creative payment system to launching products online and also created multiple successful online courses. It's, if this is not enough, he even sold his future with his crazy invention called buymyfuture.com twice. And that's before bringing his lovely wife Caroline on board and helping her sell her future as well. Um, so now they got this beautiful community, it's called Wayne. Um, so our guest, as you can understand now, is, is like always doing things differently and ever so creatively. So that's why I love him so much. Um, but it doesn't stop there. He actually writes and podcasts about every piece of his process and journey, super transparently, sharing his decision-making process, uh, strategy, tools, like everything. And he does it with a, a beautiful sense of humor. And um, I, whenever I read his email, I'm saying, okay, I know exactly who's his email did this is like, you know, it's like you, you will love him. In this interview, we went into the topics of growing an email list uh, and engage audience. We talked about getting things done, especially when it feels like you don't have enough time on your hands. We talked about um, sponsorships, about starting your own brand and so much more. Ladies and gents, it's my pleasure to present to you Jason Zook. Let's get my phone roof. Let's Welcome to another episode of the Mindful and Ruthless show. Um, and today on our show, we have Jason Zook. Jason, what's up, man? That's me for everybody, <laughs> in case they were confused between you and me, I'm me. <laughs> Both are guys with glasses. I have my hat on yes. today, so it's like... Would have been tough. <laughs> so the guy next to me, Jason is one of the most amazing, amazing entrepreneurs that I have ever um, met. And, and have been lucky to, to meet and get to know. And I just, and like, if you don't mind, I'll just do a, a short kind of like intro about who you sure. are. So you're an entrepreneur and you left your day job to open uh, a company, a creative company after being influenced by the million dollar pixel thing that happened in 2006, I think, or seven. And you basically created a company where you wear t-shirts with the logos of other companies and, and post videos on YouTube. You raised this to a seven-figure company. Then you decided once you raised it to this large company that had a lot of people working under you and stuff like that, you, un you understood that that's not the lifestyle you want. So um, you, left that, uh, you, le you left that company to do your own thing. You managed to sell your family name twice. 
you self-published a book in which you got sponsored for every single page on the book. You are about to self-publish in second book, um, which in you wrote while you were having a webcam in the room, live sharing the entire writing process to the world. You sold your future a couple of times, and then you sold your wife's future as well while you're at it. So welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think for most people, it's like, yeah, you did this and you started this company and now we can dive in. For me, it's like, okay, you did this and then you did this and then you did this other crazy thing and why do you keep doing all this stuff and will you please slow down and stop doing all these weird things? Yeah. So, so to anybody who doesn't know Jason, um, besides being an entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur, launching multiple businesses, like Jason, the thing that I love about you is like everything that you launch, you launch super super creatively like everything has to be super creative and done different and and also that you share the process along the way you keep on sharing the process time and time again and that's something that really inspired me as an entrepreneur coming up like and and with my communities and you know seeing how you just build another business another business and like you know sharing the process um gave me a lot of a lot of inspiration to do that as well and also the, the way that you write is um i think really inspired me to write my copy as well like you know personal like kind of like just like like we were talking you know so um so thank you for being an inspiration for me all over like over the the past couple of years and i guess like before we dig into to some stuff how about you tell us a bit about what you're working on right now yeah. So uh, over the past couple of years, as you mentioned, I've done kind of a handful of really weird, crazy projects. So like the t-shirt wearing project, the selling of the last name, the sponsored book, the selling of the future. And those projects are, they're, they're really interesting in that they push you as a creator, me as a creator, further than you would probably ever normally go. And, and they make a lot of people scratch their heads and turn their heads and, and really think about um, things that are done differently. Yeah. And so that has kind of led me to um, 2013 to 2018 was a process of while doing some of those crazy projects, also trying to balance out and have just a couple businesses that made more sustainable income and more predictable income because the crazy projects are great, but a lot of times it takes money to make a crazy project happen or it takes a lot of time or uh, just a lot of a lot of different things have to go right for it. Uh, whereas it's really nice when you have, say, like an online course or a piece of software or maybe some consulting or whatever that makes consistent income that you can rely on. And then everything else that you make on top of that is is kind of gravy. Uh, yeah. So for me, my, my income stream has kind of been like the craziest roller coaster ever over the past couple of years, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who work for themselves can relate to. And so my wife and I essentially came together last year and said, we really want to have more consistent income. We've learned so much over the past couple of years. For her, it's been about five years. For me, it's been over 10 years of being an entrepreneur. How can we have a more sustainable business so that we can live lives that don't feel like we're working all the time? Um, and so we basically decided we would take everything we've ever made, all of our courses, all the software products I had, all the books, like everything, this community, this buy our future slash buy my future community that you were a part of and still are a part of, and turn that into one business. And so I also have my personal site where I do writing, Jason does stuff. My wife has her site, which is called Made Vibrant. And to basically combine everything into one business to rule them all for the Lord of the Rings fans out there. Um, and then have a membership that we sell. So we have a very clear business model that operates moving forward. And, and that's what we're doing. So it's called Wandering Aimfully. As you mentioned, I love sharing the process. So for the past 
four months now, March, April, May, June, for the five months, we've been sharing pretty much every single meeting we've had about this. Not really because we've had so many more, but we've literally recorded front to back unedited meetings that we've had. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. We've written a ton of blog posts, basically how we're doing everything. Um, and we're a couple of weeks out from launching as of sitting down with you recording this. And Wandering Aimfully will essentially take over for us. And then we're going to have only 300 new paying members join. Uh, which is something that so few people ever do, which is limit the amount of memberships that they can have. Yeah. Uh, because we really want to focus on building really deep relationships, helping people, knowing that our paying members are so happy and that they don't want to leave because they know, you know, my spot is kind of coveted here. I want to keep it and I want to stay in this community. Yeah. And I just want to stop like and kind of like um, say that like, a lot of people know my story. My story is like, you know, having like this uh, breakdown, entrepreneurial breakdown. And one of the first people I called was you. And I'm in your community with hundreds of other people. Your community, just to say, is a Slack channel where, um, where basically like we have access to everything that you do and you give us access to all your courses and all your um, paid stuff. So, and, and now it's you and Caroline. And when I was in that, you know, tough moment, like one of the things that I always say, like you just gave me like, Two, two one-hour calls, at like completely and generously with no kind of like n not even a blink. It's like, sure, let's hop on a call, you know? And, and that really, I think, is something that I'm saying, wow, this guy has hundreds of people in his community, but he manages to care enough and give me that, you know, that time, which was not promised to me. I didn't even expect it. And, um, and he really, really helped me. We sat down. I remember like, you know, we, and even on my financial sheet and kind of like really dug in. And I remember you said one thing that really, really kind of stuck with me. It said like, it's a gi time. So go ahead and, and, and you do you know. And um, so that really inspired me and, and kept me and like fired me up to, to continue. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. And you see, we're here. Right I remember. Now. Yeah, man, I remember getting on that call with you. And, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where as someone who runs a community, and maybe there are people who watch this who want to run a community, you have to weigh the options of continuing to try and acquire more community members, which is great for revenue and profit and doing that. But at a certain point, you have to be able to service the members that you have. And by service them, it just means to show up for them. And so for you in that moment, you know, I remember getting the Slack messages from you. And, and I could tell, you know, I've been in a similar situation that you've been in that things just weren't going right. Um, um, I don't know how honest you, you want me to be, but you know, I remember you saying like, Hey, I'm thinking about like getting, you know, a line of credit to like be able to like have money. And I'm like, Whoa, man, like, hold on a sec. Let's actually talk this through because I've been here. Like, I know what this is like. And I know what those moments of everything's kind of spiraling out of control to a certain degree. I just need someone's help to like look at this and to zoom out. And that's what we did. And we got on a call and we just talked it out. And, and I think that that's something that so few entrepreneurs are willing, myself included, this was me so many years ago of you're so prideful and you want to do it yourself and you believe you can do everything yourself. Just having one, one hour call with someone can almost literally change the trajectory of your life and of your business because someone else can see it so much more clearly. And then they can repeat it back to you, all the things you already know, but it gives you that level of trust and approval where you go, Oh, cool. Like I knew I probably should have looked at my finances closer. I knew I probably should have really taken a look at my credit card spending and all these things, but it's embarrassing. It's shameful. It sucks. Like we all mess up. We all have these mistakes, but to actually have someone to talk that through and to not go Sagi, you know, like I never said like you messed up, man, what are you doing? Like you're ruining your family's lives. It was never that. Of course it was always, Hey, look, 
this is where you are. Let's get you out of it. How do we get you out of it? What are the things you have at your disposal? What are the talents you have? What are, you, what are the assets that you have? Uh, you know, a list or um, things you can build or things you can create or people you can connect with. Um, and then you start to move forward from there. And, and, you know, for me, that's kind of the goal of Wandering Aimfully going forward for as long as we plan on doing it, which is have our group of members and if someone raises their hand and they go, I just need, can you just hop on a call with me? I want to always be able to say yes. And so by keeping our membership at a smaller level, we almost guarantee the ability to do that. And most people can't do that or they go, yes, but it's $1,000 or $500 or whatever. And I don't, I don't want to be that community host. I want to be the one that's like, you're already paying me money. And yeah, it's only a hundred bucks a month. This is what we're going to charge for a membership. Mm-hmm. But I value you being a member of our community. And so let's get on this call. Let's sort this out. Let's figure it out. Yeah, man. I, so it's totally that. It's, it's something that not a lot of people do. And it, again, I'm looking to interview those entrepreneurs that do that, right? Like um, I got Pat Flynn here on the show and I'm getting you in. And you guys are all about value. And I think, I think that's really um, what I want to be also for, for everybody here, everybody in my tribe, Mindful and Ruthless. And um, so that's why I'm also hopping on free calls with them. And I'm giving them like a lot of my free time and, and, um, and right now also like I have a program. So like some people, when I talk about this program, it's also going to be like 100% value. That's the most important thing. And, um, and yeah, to help people in their you know, tough spots as well. Now, just to kind of like talk about this, like everything that's going on, like um, in terms of your, your, your business and documenting, like because you're documenting a lot, right? It's not easy. It's, it's actually very hard. I, I don't know how you manage to do so much document, documenting. Like um, you and Caroline are, uh, I'm not even being able to keep track of all, the, all, all, your, all your posts. Um, how, how do you have, what process do you have in place to do that? Yeah, it's, I will tell you that there is no secret to the fact that documenting something while you're building is double the work easy because it does take, I mean, it, it would be so much easier just to like record our screen or record a meeting on, on an iPhone, not set up any good audio recording stuff and just yeah. upload. And like, it would be fine. You know, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't take, it would take time, but it wouldn't take that much. But, um, you know, we, we carefully craft an article, we edit a video. I set up a full microphone and recording setup so that the audio is quality and you can like hear our dog snoring close to the microphone. Like that's, that's a bonus for people who actually enjoy that part of it. Um, but the, the fact of, of documenting the processing for me is the planning ahead of time. So you can't just start a project, you start doing the work and then you go, you know what, I think I'm going to start sharing this process. I mean, you can, but you're going to very quickly find yourself overwhelmed. There's too much things to be done and something's going to have to give at a certain point, a couple weeks after that. But where we started in the beginning was we're going to build this and we're going to document it okay, what does that look like? And so we built a schedule in Airtable um, and we basically said, here are the posts that we want to write based on our schedule of creation. So we, ba- we blocked off weeks and I'm a huge believer in time blocking. So that's like one of the things that has helped me get so many things done over the years where I am ruthless Uh, to say with my Google calendar of blocking off chunks of time that are very focused on individual tasks. So I'll have like a two hour block for writing. Everything else is closed. So whatever I'm writing and whether it's like bare writing app or uh, just notes uh, on my computer, everything's closed. It's not just tabs are closed. It's like I quit Google Chrome, which is scary to a lot of people I understand, but it's how I'm able to get so many things done. And and that's, that's really a core tenant for Caroline and I is if we want to get things done, you have to make the space 
for those things to happen. Um, so we just created this Airtable and we basically blocked off all these different posts we thought we could write based on our creation schedule of this Morning Influence site. So that was branding week, design week, business plan week, marketing week, uh, launch week. And we would go through and we would just document everything that we were doing for that and then write that and share it. And, and I will tell you, even with a really good plan in place, even with us knowing we're going to do this, we still got overwhelmed by keeping up with it. And we, we just, all we've done is just change it. And so we've made it as easy as we can in ourselves because no one is yelling at us saying, oh, your posts aren't long enough. <laughs> like you're not giving enough content. They're saying exactly what you're saying, which is there's so much content here. Thank you so much for sharing it. And for us, we feel like we could be doing more, but I think that's the creator's dilemma. Like you always feel like you could be doing more, in which case you just have to say, I'm doing enough. And it's, you know, it's, it's what I want to be doing. It's getting us uh, moving forward. And, and I will say that I think the documentation process, I've done it now a couple times with different businesses. It is one of the best marketing tactics that doesn't yeah. look like a marketing tactic. And that's not me trying to be sleazy or anything like that. It's just, you bring people along in the journey. You show them things most people don't show them. They get invested. And we have people who are emailing us that are like, I feel like I'm sitting on the couch with you. I feel like I'm going through the ups and downs with you. And those are the people who are waiting to join because they now know what they're going to get and the people they're going to be aligned with. Yeah, and totally. Like, I, I think that you're really, like, your way of transparency is totally um, the way to build a loyal audience. And you have like a loyal, engaged audience, which is amazing. And so you, you said like, build a loyal following. So you write the things and you and you share it with your audience, but basically you don't have Facebook and you, are you active on Instagram? I, I haven't checked, but. I mean, if like sharing random photos of me, uh, my dog, <laughs> stories about me baking, if that's active, then okay, I'm, so. I'm pretty good at Instagram. But no, like I, I know where your question's going. I don't use social media for business stuff really at all anymore. Um, and I think I've afforded myself that luxury because I used it so much for business from 2009 to 2013. Um, I mean, I was on Facebook every single day. Uh, I was on Twitter every single day. Instagram, not so much. I was filming YouTube videos every single day during that time. That was the time of my IRA short business. Um, and, and I really saw the power of it. Like there's no doubt that social media helped. I mean, it was the crux of my business anyway. I was promoting these companies that I was wearing a shirt for on all these social media sites. Uh -huh. But as 2013 rolled around, as I walked away from that seven figure business, as you said, I just started to feel like this, this pull of keeping me on social media was something I didn't want to be pulled toward. I didn't want to sit on Facebook all day. I wanted to create things. I wanted to write posts. I wanted to build businesses. I wanted to make software companies happen with yeah. friends. Um, I wanted to do things like this. And I found myself instead scrolling through Facebook for four to six hours a day. And I would get like a little thing done here or there, but I was just yeah. in this mindless scrolling. Uh, and so I finally, I quit Facebook in 2016. Uh, the, the kind of catalyst for that was I did a 30 day social media detox in 2014. That was the first time I ever did that. And I basically deleted all the apps from my phone. I installed, there's plenty of uh, software that does it now, but at the time there wasn't, but I installed some weird app on my Mac that like blocked me from being able to go to facebook.com or twitter.com. Um, and it, and it was just an interesting journey. I wrote, if anybody wants to read it, I wrote a full daily journal during that first detox, which is still my most popular post I have on my site, which is awesome. I love it. Um, and I get emails every day from people who are like, I'm doing a 30 day detox because of your post and I'm four days in and holy crap, I have so much more time in my hands. <laughs> like, and I just think that that's the thing that we all, you don't even realize it until you actually take a look at it of how much of a difference it makes. And so what I will say, getting back to, or I think your question was going was 
I was really scared to stop using social media because it had been so important, or at least I thought it was so important for my business growth, for my revenue, my bottom sharing line. your message, like the transparency yeah. that you're doing, right? Yeah. I'm writing posts. I got to share them so people can find them. I have to, you know, do all this stuff. And, and at the same time, I had been building an email list. So I think that's the big uh-huh. differentiating factor for me is that while I had these audiences on social, I also had an email list that I was building and that's where I really captivated people's attention. And I could be in a place where when someone looks at their inbox, no one scrolls and I'm just doing like a finger swipe up and down for those of you who can't see, like no one just scrolls through their inbox like that. But that's how you look at Instagram. That's how you look at Twitter. That's how you look at Facebook. And so I just wanted to invest my time where people weren't scrolling, start writing more thoughtful content, start sharing and helping, you know, with these stories that I'd learned over the years of being an entrepreneur. And then I saw when I quit Facebook and when I stopped using Twitter so much and when Instagram just became a place for me to share my dog and myself and baking, um, my revenue actually went up. And it's because I had more time to create more valuable content through email, through my writing. I just think my customer service through all of my products got better because I now had more time to show up for people, just like I was able to hop on that call with you. Like if I was so focused on Facebook campaigns and like how to use Facebook to grow my business, I probably wouldn't have time to take the Sagi calls, but those are the things that are the most important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, thinking about leaving Facebook kind of scares me because this community right now is on Facebook. So, um, like, I, I'm not, I'm not planning on leaving Facebook. But, um, but in terms of like the way you you can put focus on the things that you do, and through the years I've seen it because I've been following you and reading whatever you're sharing, and, and I know your methods. So it's uh, it's inspiring. I think it's really. Uh, really great. And now I want to switch a bit to talk about um, email list building. Okay. Um, Because that was your method of now like talking and and sharing this, everything with your audience. You're really strong on emails. Um, And you also, you have the podcast, but that's another thing we'll get to that. But, but the email thing is strong. And and by the way, because of the post that you wrote back then that you moved to active campaign from MailChimp, I moved to active campaign and I'm not going back. So it's great. Um, I know a lot of people out there are ConvertKit uh, people, and that's great as well. Uh, some infusion stuff maybe, but um, I'm telling you, like, since I moved away from Mailchimp, my like everything's so much easier. Like, you know, building funnels and and creating like automation sequences and tagging people. That the most like you know the simple yeah. thing. Like, uh, I'm interested in you know I don't know like. Um, uh, chocolate donuts or vanilla donuts and people can just click on something and, it, and you know the system tags them and now you can send them specific messages related to that that's, you know that's such a basic need that MailChimp did not have um it had it in some way weird way yeah but not yeah. not the straight up just like hey if, they, if someone clicks here that's a tag so i've done a lot of things with active campaigns done and i really recommend everybody here watching um like that they should try it um at least and um and so, Eric, list building tactics for 2018, 19, what, what do you say? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I wrote a, I wrote a post on comparing um, just all the email service providers that I've used. So, you know, I had a journey from, I think I went from MailChimp to ConvertKit, which is now Seva, uh, to ActiveCampaign. And then I looked at Drip, but Drip wasn't much at the time. And then I, there was like a short period of time, I thought about going back to ConvertKit and then 
now we move to drip. So um, what I would say just like first and foremost, number one, if you want to read that post, you can find that post pretty easily comparing uh, MailChimp, ConvertKit, and actually Drip is who I converted or chose as my last one because they're like the three that I use the most. Um, I think Active Campaign is good. My personal, just talking about email service providers, I would say someone right now, if they're getting started, use MailChimp until you can't use it anymore because it's free up to 2,000 subscribers. Right. They have done some of the things that you can do, but someone getting started should not be worrying about tags. They should not be worrying about segmenting. Like all that stuff is great, but you need to first build the muscle of sending out super helpful emails and getting on a consistent schedule where you're showing up for people in their inboxes. Because then when you start to have the problem of, oh, I'm going to have more than 2000 subscribers or, oh, I wish I could kind of segment these people. That's a good problem to have. It's not a problem you need to solve in the beginning. And so I think a lot of people get really hung up on you know, I don't know which email service writer. It doesn't, you like MailChimp. Just go there, pay no money and just start and do it. And, and that's how I think a lot of people have done it. Um, but yeah, how to build an email list in 2018. I think it's actually the same exact advice of how to build an email list of any year besides 2018, which is to send consistent, authentic, helpful, and maybe slightly entertaining content. Um, and I think for me, when I started to see some of my best um, community happening was in my email inbox. It wasn't on Facebook. It wasn't on Twitter. It was literally people replying to the emails I sent every single Monday because I would ask them at the end of the email, like, Hey, did this helpful article on creating a morning routine? Did it, did it spark anything for you? Did you think anything? Or if I wrote about like me becoming uh, more vulnerable or like, you know, being less prideful in my business, Hey, do you feel like maybe you've, you've done this or like the social media detox, do you need to take a break? And I started to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations and those became really meaningful for people. So, you know, we, we kind of have this strategy with especially Wandering Gameplay because we're actually working on it this week, which is we are going to have a really helpful, uh, I think it's a five-day email sequence that someone starts from our email list. So if you sign up, you get a five-day sequence. And the key for me is I've had lists that have gone as high as 30,000 subscribers. I've had lists as low as 500 subscribers. I don't want a big list, Sagi. I don't care at all about paying for a lot of subscribers. So what we want to do is we want to put people through this five-day course. And if they haven't unsubscribed by the fifth day, then they care. They're going to be a good subscriber. They're not just hanging around for, you know, free stuff or whatever. Um, I don't know what they would hang around for because we don't, <laughs> we don't do any freebies or downloads or anything like that. We just, yeah. we want people to sign up based on this mission that we have with Wandering Gamefully, which is we want to help people make more money so that they can live the lives that they want to live. Not make more money to like 10 extra growth or add another zero or do a $100,000 launch like any of this crap. It's just make more money for you on whatever situation you have, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're someone who wants to leave their nine to five or you own your own business and you just want to make a thousand more dollars a month. We want to help you do that so that you can then live the life that that's just good enough for you. It's the life that you want, not some life that you read about in entrepreneur magazine or you see on TV or whatever. Um, so we do, we're going to do this five day course and then we're going to send a weekly newsletter every week, every Monday, which we've been doing, my wife and I've been doing for years. And in that newsletter, we're going to share a little bit behind the scenes of our life and how we're running our business and maybe something we've learned. And then we're also going to promote our, our, our show slash our podcast, which is going to start probably in late September. And then we're going to promote an older piece of content that we've written that we believe should get more attention. And so we've been on this big journey to go through 407 articles and turn them, kind of hone them down into about 120 articles that are going to be really, really good. 
And so we believe like, let's not write more articles because we've already written so much stuff over the years. Let's repurpose and reuse the stuff we've already done that we believe is good and that we've improved. Um, and then, you know, so that, that doesn't even get to like, all right, well, how the hell do you get people on your list? Well, we, we do have an advantage, which I'm happy to admit. Like I have 50,000 people that come to jasondoesstuff.com every month, which is my main site now. My wife has probably about a fifth of that traffic or so that comes to her site. So we are going to move all of that traffic over. So we have built in traffic. We have, I think somewhere between 400 and 500 new subscribers a month, uh, signing up for our list with no effort no ads, no marketing. It's just organic search, you know, providing those things. Nice. And that's what we're going to stick with. We're not going to do list building things. We're not going to do freebies. We're not going to do downloads. We're going right. to let people find our stuff and let them sign up. And hopefully the other thing that we really believe in is making that first email course so good and so helpful that like if you went through it and you'd never met us before, and cause we go through like a finances exercise, we go through some other stuff. I would want you to be like, I have to tell everyone about this, this thing I just signed up for. Like I paid nothing and it has now found me $500 a month I can save. It has shown me how to save a couple of hours a week. And I literally feel like I now have control of some of the things in my business I didn't have control of. Yeah. So that's kind of how we believe in it. And that's where I think a lot of people fall short on email is they don't make things good enough that you would do the subscribers would do the work for you to help you grow it. Yeah. I think that one of the things that I also found out with hacking UI and stuff like that, you know, back when David and I were messing around with like uh, our emails and also with Pixel Traffic, which I have for seven years now, seven years, that's pretty crazy. That's crazy, right? Um, yeah, and, and so I found out that, yeah, like those freebies and every like list building tactic that you can see on a lot of marketing sites, they, so, they, they not only don't work, they hurt your business. Um, yeah. So like, Right now, I would love getting people, like I want to give freebies which are very um, like valuable to people and that they can help them with their business and, and are generally just have to do everything with what I'm doing. Um, so now I have this, um, by the way, my, my uh, latest freebie is like a three-part video uh, series on how to build your vision. Uh, and it's something I did like after, um, like I started working with, uh, with Kevin, my coach, and it's three parts that I built as a messenger bot. And at the beginning, people, everybody who joins the group here, Mindful and Ruthless, can get it downloaded for free and, uh, and go through the video training, um, which is a messenger bot, meaning like I'm kind of like talking to you. I'm really, I really did it like I want someone would have been talking to me. And um, so when I did that, I'm asking them at the beginning, hey, like, would you also want to get updates on email? Like, only if you want to. And then I'm asking them, would you also want to get updates on Messenger bot? And then if they reply, whatever they want to reply, no problem. You can reply whatever you want. And now you're getting the free, like freebie if we put this out of the way. And now you're getting the, the complete training of how to build your vision, something that will, you know, boost your business. And uh, I think that's something that I learned from all the freebies that just lower engagement and hurt your list. And you, get, you can get a ton of people on your list, but then they're not just like, uh, they're not engaged and, and they don't care about you. And, and that's something yeah. that you managed to do throughout these years that um, really, really stuck. So it's great that you, that we're talking about this, I think just for everybody watching and being brainwashed by all these marketing experts saying like, you know, yeah. build a freebie here, build an ebook there. Like, and like, if this is a list building tactic, then it, it's actually hurting your business. Um, yeah. And I just think there's a, there's a big like fallacy or misnomer to, 
people thinking they can grow a list immediately and then just have a business. And it just doesn't work that way. Like you should take the slow road to do this because the slow road is going to provide you with the most value. It's going to provide you with the best subscribers. It's going to provide you with people who will reply to your emails, who will talk to you through a messenger, who will um, get on a Skype call with you and give you feedback. And, and that for me has just been a weird transition from like 2013 where I was just trying to like hack everything and get as many subscribers and do all this stuff. And then you just realize, like you said, like what, what's it all for? Like you have this big number of subscribers, but then you have like a 8% open rate and then you go to sell somebody something or you do a sales sequence and you get almost no engagement or you get people who are angry at you and that's just not fun. And, and it's, it's crazy because in the past two years, especially since doing the buy my future, buy our future project, you know, we'll do a, we used to do an every, like a twice a year launch and we would just let people know like, Hey, the launch is coming, get ready for a couple more emails. And it was funny cause we would get replies from people like, Hey, you don't have to like warn us that you're going to sell us something. Like we, we want you to sell us things. We want to support you. We want to buy from you because you give us so much popular or so much helpful content. And who do you hear of that gets those types of emails? You know, it just doesn't happen in the online marketing and, and online business space because everyone's just trying to go so fast. They're just trying to get another subscriber and another sale and all this stuff. And, and we just want to slow everything down and we want to be okay with the fact that it's going to be a little bit more difficult. It's going to take us more time and we're going to have a lot less subscribers than the majority of people. But Hopefully our business will be completely sustainable, will be very profitable, and we'll just be happy with it the way that it is. Uh, Samuel, uh, hey, hey everybody watching, Jenny, Max, like, um, so um, this is a live show, just a reminder to anybody watching or listening in the podcast version, this is a live show every Tuesday on Facebook, it's called Mindful and Ruthless, and uh, you can join the group if you're listening in podcast format, and um, so going, like, going back to this to this thing like um uh, and you mentioned that you you basically mentioned like doing the email list and i know a lot of you are in the beginning phase and that's what i want to talk to you about jason right now like i'm getting a lot of comments like yo i want to grow an audience and i want and, and people are like i want to build my online business but you know i don't want to take it i have it take like two or three years i need to get my list up as fast as i can and so i don't have time to now build an seo and write all these blog posts and 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 do all that work. Do you think there's like any other way to hack attention like that to, to like bring value, not have these like free eBooks and stuff. like, what's the, what's the best way for someone getting started and wanting to get started fast? Yeah, I think my answer, and I'm a very direct and honest person. I don't know if people have noticed yeah. this yet, but you will by this answer to this question. <laughs> if you don't have two to three years to build your business, especially an online business, do something else. Go work with someone else. Go work for a company that's already making money that can provide you a paycheck. It's not going to happen. You can try all the hacks and all the things and you can, um, you know, do a bunch of webinars and build a list and sell an online course. And you know what? You may actually make some money. You may make $10,000, $50,000 with your first launch if you hack together and do all the things that all the 10x people and all the list building people tell you to do and you'll make some money. But I, I guarantee you what you won't have is an audience that trusts you uh, a sustainable business that will continue to live on for years and you won't be happy at the end of it because you're going to have known that all you did was hack your way to a certain amount of money and it's not going to work for you. And it's, it's really difficult, I think, for someone to hear that when they're at the beginning stages because they like, just think, oh, well, it's nice of you to say that I'm not going to be happy with $50,000 if I did this in six months. But I can tell you that you're not because I've tried it and I've been there and I know what it's felt like to do all that work, to do all those things. And you do make some money, but then you have angry customers. You have people who want refunds. You have people who are unsubscribing from your emails constantly. You're then just trying to figure out what can I do 
do next? And you can't repeat all those tactics again. They don't work because they only work on a certain amount of people. And I just really had this strong belief that if you're going to start an online business and you don't see it as something you can do for the next couple of years, I'm all for side hustles. I'm all for hobbies. I'm all for trying things. That's not building a business. That's a side hustle. That's a hobby. You can give yourself a certain amount of time to do that. But if you want to build a business that sustains, that provides value with an exchange for money, then you have to commit for longer than most people are willing to commit for. And that's how you succeed. Everybody you look up to, that if you're watching this, that you're like, oh, but so and so, blah, blah, blah. They've all been doing it for years. Sagi has been building an email list for seven years. That's what it takes. That's what you have to be able to buy in for. And if you're not willing to do that, then don't start an online business. Go work for someone else who has a successful business. Take a paycheck and be okay with that. That's fine too. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think that's like something that people, a lot of people just are trying to like, oh, how can I make money right now? You know, like, yeah. build a community yeah. and make money right now. So um, I think, what what the thing that i'm saying is like i i i'm i just want to be a bit practical here and try to help those people so first if I, like i think i'm trying to brainstorm with you right like for to to get a, an answer that will actually give some hope to everybody watching and like wanting to start and get money right away like don't leave your like don't leave your day job just yet but maybe you can go down to three days a week and and live off of that and then two days a week plus evenings, plus early mornings, just do your content and grow an audience like out of pure value because you're not stressed on money. And I had times, I remember I had times with my, uh, with hacking UI and with like, like that, that, I, that was like, I was stressed on money. Um, but those times, and I think, I'm, I'm not even sure, maybe you said that once, that if you're stressed on money, that's the worst, you make the worst decisions. Did you take all the shortcuts? Yeah. You're not bringing value. Yeah, I, I think I will, I will try and give one helpful piece of advice to the people who are starting. And it's not that I, I'm, I'm not trying to give advice to people who want to start a business. It's that I'm trying to dissuade people from believing that they can do something really quickly and make cash really quickly. Because if you want to do that, go sell a bunch of crap from your house on Craigslist. Like you can make money faster that way um, than you can by trying to build an online business. But I wrote a post uh, about this idea of if you should be a specialist or a generalist. So if you should be a multi uh, talented person where you, you like photography and you like writing and you like all these other things, or should you just be the person who's focused on one specific niche of things? And I do think if, if money is of a concern right now, if you can specialize to something incredibly specific that you know, or you have a skill or people have asked you about it, that you've figured out some way to do something, you can make money faster by teaching people that skill, by coming up with a you know, piece of software or a way that people can also learn that skill for themselves. That is one way that you can do it the fastest is you have to get super narrow and you have to pick something that you can just be incredibly good at. But a lot of us don't have those skills. So the other way to do that is then to go, all right, I'm going to give myself one month to become a master at something. And that may be DSLR photography. That may be learning Ruby on Rails. I mean, it's just like whatever you can do that you can dedicate an entire month to. And then in a month after that, you can turn around and go, Hey, in 30 days, do you want to learn how to do X? Well, I just did it. And I'm going to teach you everything I learned during that experience. Nice. And like, those are the ways that you can do some kind of like quicker wins. But again, what do, what do you have after that? You know, like that's the thing that scares me about making those decisions is you're just not thinking a couple months down the road or even a year down the road. And you're going to find yourself in the same position like you said, stressed, having to make decisions based on money and you don't have anything sustainable. Yeah. And I think also that's something that I just experienced with, with this group right here. The, I mean, Mindful and Ruthless, I've been building this group 
well, it's not my first community. It's not my second either, but it's my third community. But it's a complete new community. That's why I'm starting with really, really small numbers and I'm not hurrying to grow it big. I'm just like keeping it like, you know, I want to keep engaged audience and, and um, that's why I'm trying to do that right. And I, I, I can't say that, you know, I'm spending tons of time and money on, on my team making content for you guys, like, really, like for, for everybody here. And that time and money, you know, the time costs money, the money is money. Um, like I'm putting a lot of my resources on this group. Eventually, I know that whatever value I'm giving out, I'm going to give, I'm going to make back. So, you know, that's, that's why I know that, you know, money will come when, once you're, you know, and it can come in like, a couple months it can come in one or two years but whatever like the thing that i think you and i are saying jason is like whenever you do that you are playing the long game this is totally the long game and whatever you're doing with your community um you should play the long game and and back at the 10x conference it was um in february ty lopez went on stage and he's like listen i'm going to tell you how you can make a million dollars in one year just like I'm going to give you a couple of ideas. And he just like quick off the top of his head, just like went on his computer. So he might've coordinated like the ideas before that. Right. But it's just like, again, he went exactly on um, AliExpress or something. He found a product, told everybody, Hey, this is, I can sell, sell it now on eBay or on Craigslist. And now he can make those resales ta, 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 back and forth million dollars in one year. Right. But that's a boring business. You know, like people want their brand. People want, like I think it's because we entrepreneurs want to help other people. We want to help other people like uh, be better as well. I mean, it's a, it, we want to make an impact. At least I know I, I did. I, I always wanted kind of like to make an impact, and it connects to feelings we had when we were eight years old or or whatever. But yeah, it's the it's the basic human need for validation. You know, it's like yeah. that's that's just one of the things that you have to figure out. And I think that's why like social media and personal brands and all that stuff has had such a meteoric rise. Is that everybody has a way to feel validated. You know, fifteen years ago, before Facebook or anything else, the only way you felt validated was you had friends or you went to a party and someone saw you and you know, you did something like that. Now it's like you turn on an Instagram account, you take a bunch of photos and a bunch of people can validate you every single day, multiple times throughout the day. And it feels really good. Like we just have this innate need for that and, and this desire for it. And you just have to be really careful because I've been down that road. My first business, my, my big business was I wear your shirt. It was all about me. And so it was photos of me, it was videos of me, it was me on the Today Show, it was me on all these different places, but I felt completely just shallow at the end of it. I just felt like I was just living this fake life because everything I posted was like, look how great everything is, my life is perfect, I'm traveling, I'm doing all these things. I was $100,000 in debt, I was 50 pounds overweight, I could barely sleep, my business was running in, in the negative, and it just becomes really easy to pretend that everything is going right when you're focusing on just building this like superficial, you know, personal brand and these things. And, and that's why I just think so many people in this online space, Sagi, it's, it's so much less about actually thinking about what is a business, like what is an actual business, and deciding like, do I want to do that? Or do I just want to work at a job and not have to worry about a paycheck? And then I just want to like have a passion project. And, and I can sell some stuff on Etsy or I can not. I can not sell anything and I can just make things. And that's cool too. And I can share that I'm making things, but I don't have to actually make money. And that's okay. Like so many people just want you to monetize every part of your life. We don't have to do that. That's, that's not a safe space for a lot of people. 
All right, just wanted to take a short break here. Um, if you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group as it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode yeah i guess it's like also It, it's it's even dangerous in a way to to try money that again because you're going back back and forth to that like I need money how do I make money kind of thing and then you're losing your integrity I guess in a way now I'm, I'm you know I'm saying that everything like you know, but I'm, I'm also like I have my imposter syndrome moments you know I, I bet you might then have oh yeah kind of like am I worthy or of even having a following am I really doing this right am I not am I just an imposter um and I guess you're having that too and and just so you know anybody out there that has it I know we all entrepreneurs on every level have it but yeah but at the end of the day you're getting their value back if you give value out and uh, that's a question of, of uh, caring right now in the group like how do you get the value back so you get the value back by Basically, whenever you have some idea that you have an engaged following, you get to know them, you know exactly what they need, and then you launch products to that audience based on basically giving them what they want. And uh, once you hit that nice sweet spot of you, because you know what they want and you know your audience, um, then they would really, they're like, take more money, take our money. Um, yep. and that's something that... I experienced the first time I launched something with, uh, with Pixel Perfect. The second time I launched something with Pixel Perfect, I, Jason, you, you experience that all the time. Um, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's one of the things you, you can't be afraid to sell something to an audience that you're building if you understand that you're selling them something they signed up for, that they might want or that they've asked about. And you have to not be afraid to sell it. And, and I, I think there's this, this really... Uh, unbalanced scale, if you will, of we as creators will put, let's say it's a hundred hours into building something, but we'll only spend one hour sending a tweet, writing a Facebook post, posting one thing on Instagram, writing one email. And then we're like, I tried to sell it. No one bought it. It's like, look at the scale. Like you spent a hundred hours versus one hour. How can you expect someone to number one, know that you have something for sale because you haven't talked about it enough in this incredibly busy landscape of content that we live in, um, let alone shown people why it's worthwhile to them. And I think that so many people when they get started selling, and I know I had this problem too, is you only sell the what. So it's like, oh, I have this course on sponsorships. You're going to learn how to write these sponsorship emails. You're going to do all these things. And it's like, okay, that, you know, here's the lessons that are in. It's like, okay, that's fine. But you need to understand and, and tell somebody like, I'm actually teaching you how to get over the fear of selling. I'm teaching you how to deal with rejection. I'm teaching you how to understand how to value your worth or your product. Those are the things that I'm actually teaching you. The rest of it's all just tactics that can be applied to anything. And so anybody selling anything, anyone, Karen's question, trying to get the value back, you have to explain to someone why whatever it is that you're selling is going to help them get even more value And that's, again, like the definition of business is just like the exchange of value. That's all it is. So you have to continue to think about that um, and then try and tip those scales back. So as a creator, just think about that whenever you're making something or building something is to go, okay, I've spent X amount of hours building. I have to at least spend 
30%, 50% of those hours now promoting, selling, marketing. And that doesn't have to be icky, sleazy, not feel good stuff. You can do it your own way. You just have to allot the amount of hours so that people can actually find it and hear about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, like it's, it comes down to attention and attention, like you, you have to grab attention in a good way, um, but you, you still need to grab attention. You still need to know that you're selling and, and pitching, right? And what do you think about sponsorships nowadays? Like, I mean, because you, you obviously are the master of sponsorships. And um, I, I, I mean, if I'm looking at what I did so far, it's like I've, I had Pixel Perfect, I had a newsletter, I brought sponsors on. I had Hacking UI from day one on Hacking UI because I already had the Pixel Perfect experience and the sponsor connection. I reached out to sponsors, got sponsored from day one on Hacking UI. That's what brought Hacking UI to, um, and the second year of Hacking UI, we made the 66K um, as a side project while keeping our day jobs. And then that's when we decided, okay, well, if we leave our day jobs, make 200K, um, and that's a good salary for both of us. So, and that's when we left and we, we, and we started not going for sponsors, but for our audience and we failed <laughs> um, and we didn't make <laughs> 200K. But anyways, it's like, now I'm really at the point where almost everything I'm doing is like, I'm not even talking to sponsors. Sponsors don't matter to me anymore. Um, and my, and the, the only sponsorships I care about is my own products and my own things. Um, but to someone starting out, do you think they should also like now reach for sponsors first? Yeah, I think it's a great revenue generating opportunity for sure. I mean, if we're talking about ways that you can make money, it's a good one. It can be tough, like especially if someone's trying to start a podcast and like, oh, how can I get sponsors? It's like, hey, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but like Casper Mattresses is not going to sponsor your podcast that no one's ever heard of. You have three episodes and you have like 27 downloads and most of them are your grandma. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just being honest. Like, it's a business decision for them not to do that. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it, it, it can be a really good fit for someone like, let's take you for example, you're building this really engaged community and you can go to someone who, um, you know, let's say it's a company like, um, I'm trying to think of like uh, Envision or something like that, right? Like you can go and say, hey, I have this community. The majority of them are creatives. I think it would be really fun to do maybe like a, a, a webinar with them and teach them how to use your product and how it can benefit them. Do you guys want to be a sponsor? And here's how I think that this could potentially work out for both of us. And they can go, hey, this is a good opportunity. Like, yeah, sure, it's not a ton of people, but this is the right audience that can serve, you know, and sign up for our product. There's a clear way that they can find out more about us. And so it really becomes figuring out that value proposition. Um, and so I do think it's a really good way to start. I, you know, I think that you can create some really creative things and there's kind of this middle ground where starting is a little bit more difficult than getting a sponsor. I think when you're in the middle, like where you were with Hacking UI, you have an audience, you have some numbers you can share. It's a lot easier to convince a sponsor to come on board because it makes a lot more sense to them. But then you get to a certain point where you realize, you know what, I can make more money by selling my own stuff and I don't have to pitch people something that's not mine. Now I'm going to sell my own things, which is kind of the place where I got to as well because I had two thousand sponsors for all of my projects like that's a crap load of sponsors but I just started to realize at the end of the day I was essentially working for those companies to some degree like I was yeah. answering to them on the content I created the way I created it I didn't have all the decisions and you so if you're willing to give up some of that stuff yeah you have to be able to um, understand that that's not maybe like a long-term solution but it is a good starting position yeah so uh, right now like um people that are starting podcasts and want to reach out to sponsors. Um, you, you have a lot of experience with like uh, 
podcast sponsorships. Do you have like any tips on how to get ROI for sponsors for podcasts? I'm just asking that specifically because a couple of people from the community already asked me about that. Yeah, it's really difficult. Like I said, if you're getting started and you don't have any download numbers, you have to be able to sell something else. So you have to be able to say, hey, I also have this email list I can promote to, or hey, I do these weekly calls with a Facebook group and I can reach this many people. Because regardless of the size, unless it's a company that you know the founder of and that they're willing to cut you a break and just take a risk on you, almost all companies are going to be like, you're too small. Like it just doesn't, the numbers don't make sense to us to do this. Um, So I think you do have to put in the work to grow some numbers. I think the other thing you can try and do is just be creative. So if you are at the beginning stages um, and someone like yourself, I think would be a great example where you could say, Hey, I had this popular newsletter. Uh, I had this community that I'm involved with. You know, I have this podcast that I'm starting and I would love to have you come on board as the first sponsor for five episodes at a hugely discounted price. Here's the price I think this is worth. And I'm going to promote you across all three things. You know, eventually it'll just be a podcast sponsorship, but I have a community that I can kind of rope in here and, and get a little bit creative with it. And that to me is the only way that those relationships work because trust me, I had so many conversations with people. I've had multiple podcasts over the years and every single time you get started, they all say the same thing. Even if you've, they've paid you before, they just go, I just, you got to have the numbers. You have to have something for me to show. And that doesn't mean 10,000 downloads an episode. It can mean 500 downloads an episode. It just has to be a really good audience that they can believe will actually look at their products and, and have some type of return on investment for them. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm not, right now I'm like, uh, for me, I'm not even considering sponsors right now. Um, I'm trying to build this community um, without sponsors right from the get-go. Um, I'm not canceling out the option. But anyways, I, I know a couple of people. Like, uh, by the way, three people have launched podcasts in Mindful and Ruthless since I opened the community. So, yes. Nice. Uh, nice. And um, we have people committing to new uh, dates for launching their own things here in the group. So it's, it's getting there. Like people are doing things. So that's great. Um, and now I want to talk to you about the other thing, which is your own products, right? So now you are only focused on your own products. You don't have any sponsors, right? You're not thinking about that. Yep. No and, sponsors. And so in order to have your products, um, you must be thinking about funnels. And I remember- A little bit. I mean, I think it would shock people how little complexity we have with that stuff. And, and so I, I actually paid uh, Brennan Dunn, who many people might know or might not know. Um, he's got a really cool app called Write Message, which is just changing the internet. I, I had a similar idea many years ago, and it's one of those where I'm like, wow, he really did it way better than I would have done it. Like I had like this tiny idea and he's got like this big vision for it. Um, okay, but anyway, he has this... Like yeah, well, Write Message basically allows you to essentially change content on your website based on your visitor and who they are. So if it's someone who's on your email list, you can show them something different. Um, If you do some like deep segmenting and things, you can show based on maybe keywords or tags or whatever. Um, You can also just do simple stuff. Like if a person has visited the site five times, change the thing. They don't even have to be on your email list. Just change the content to be more like, hey, you came back or whatever. Um, And so it's just a really, really cool product. But anyway, Brennan Dunn's the first person I ever paid as a consultant to say, teach me what you know. Um, And essentially, he walked my wife and I through all these super complex funnels that he had using Drip and all these workflows. And it was really great. I mean, my my wife really jumped on and, and looked at everything. And she spent the entire summer last summer learning all this stuff, digging into it. It was way over my head. I just couldn't even take it technically. My brain was going to explode. Uh, I was that little mind blown emoji. Like every day I was like, what, what are we doing? I don't understand. But what it really showed us is that 
we don't like all that complexity. We don't like the funnels that like have all these different things. What we want is a really simple thing that we feel like we can manage. And like I said, it's going to be that five day email course. And then every Monday we're going to send an email. They're not automated. We're going to write them. We thought about doing automated stuff before we could have done that, but we actually want to show up because we know what it feels like when you're getting an email from someone where it's real time and you feel like you're on that journey with them. And that may change for us, but that's what we believe going forward. And then the one kind of, uh, and it's not even a funnel thing. It's more of a complexity thing that we're going to do is every month we're going to open up our membership spots and we're only going to have 30 members who can join. And we're not going to show that email sequence to someone who's seen it. in I think like the previous month or two. So as a subscriber, you're not going to get like hammered every month with a sales sequence. We're going to, you're going to get kind of spaced out. And so that's the real only technical thing. So to answer your question, our, our funnel is, an email course, a very simple five-day email course. Um, there's a little bit of complexity in there where we have some type forms that people can fill out. And so if they fill out a type form, it'll actually advance them forward faster if they want through the email course. They don't have to wait a day, uh, which I think is really cool because you're never going to have a more excited subscriber than on the first day that they sign up. And so if they can get through that course as fast as possible, that's helpful. But I just... I see the value for funnels for a lot of people. I totally get how it works. I'm not an idiot. I know how these things work and can work well. For us and the way that we run our businesses, it doesn't feel authentic. And we just, we don't like setting those things up. Um, and that may change. Sagi, I may eat my words in a year from now. We may have all the funnels and all the things. I don't think so because I've tried that stuff before. And it's just, it doesn't make us feel like we're showing up authentically for our, for our audience. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense um, in terms of like, but then again, like, how are you pitching their products then? Like, because you have a couple of products or are you focusing just on WAME and we're focusing, Wayne? yeah, we're focusing just on Wandering Aimfleet memberships. So our goal, yeah. this is our business goal for the next year is to get 300 paying members at $100 per month. That provides us with $30,000 in revenue every single month when we get to 300 members. And we would operate at about a 50% profitability between all of our expenses, savings, everything. So we would be able to put $15,000 hopefully away every month in, in just into something else, savings or putting back into the business or whatever. And you know that's going to ebb and flow. We're going to have more expenses sometimes or whatnot. Yeah. But that's it. Like That's what we want. And, and $30,000 is nothing to shy away from. I think a lot of people listening who are getting started are like, whoa, that's like a dream of ours. And, and I, I would have said the same thing a couple of years ago, but there are certain people listening who are like, that's it? You know, that's all you're going to want to make? Like, why don't you make more? And it's because we don't want to get stuck in the trappings of more. And we don't want to have what we've had for the past couple of years, Sagi, which is we have multiple courses and multiple websites and multiple things and multiple email funnels, and it's all over the place. And when it's all over the place, your attention is so scattered. And it's like, like we said at the beginning of this call, I want every single member in Wandering Aimfully to be able to send me a direct message and go, I just need to chat with you for an hour about something. And I want to be able to say yes to every single one. And I can't, if I have 12 email funnels running and something goes wrong with one or like something stops working with Facebook ads and I just have to manage it all. And then I'm too stressed out to take those calls because at the end of the day, those calls are what's going to keep people paying members and what's going to extend the life of our business and our runway and our revenue for longer and longer. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like, I'm, I'm all over the place right now. I'm like, you know. No, which is fine. And, and I, want, I want everyone to know, we were all over the place, yeah. 100%, all over the place the past couple of years. The only thing that made it less all over the place was we had our Buy My Future, Buy Our Future project, which was the previous version of this Wandering Aimfully membership, which is like a one-time payment. 
And that was the only thing that kept us, I think, from going insane because it gave us an injection of cash that gave us the oxygen, as Gary Vee says, that we needed to have some room, to have some breathing room, to be able to be all over the place and try and figure all this crazy internet uh, business stuff out that can be really tricky and really difficult to, to kind of land. Yeah, and I just want to mention right here because some people don't know uh, fully about like buy our future, buy uh, and, and buy my future. Um, so anybody who didn't like, we don't have time. We're already over time right now. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up. But just to anybody who want to really like um, um, complete the the picture about Jason and his story and all his businesses, and also buy my future, buy our future, which is now becoming lame, um, can listen to the interview that I had with Jason in the Hacking UI podcast. And I will share this link also in the show notes, also here in the Facebook uh, comments, like of this, like I'll share, I'll share the link so you guys can hear it as well. Because this, like the other, uh, the, the first interview we had was only about like your story, which is incredible. And um, that's why I, I really want everybody to listen to it too. And why I didn't dig into that story today. Um, and yeah, and today I just want to get a bit more like practical with tips for everybody. Like, really starting out their business right now and, um, and getting to your mind and how you're growing your tribe and, and, and audience just because it's really authentic. And that's because like, um, I think not a lot of people do that. Not, not enough people do that. And, and for anybody here starting an audience or if you already have an audience, I think they can get a lot of inspiration from the way you grow your audience. Um, and, and, if you are not opted into Jason's stuff yet, please do. Um, just because now you, you will be able to um, experience what we're talking about here. Um, you are a super creative person, and I know you also like following other creatives as well. Um, do you have any more like books, articles, YouTube videos, channels that you find super interesting? I've been on a huge fiction book kick recently, mostly because I can't shut my brain off at night. And when I can't shut my brain off, I'm like not well, re well rested the next day. But um, I really love the We Are Bob series. I finished that off at the beginning of this year and it was so good. So if someone's looking for a book to like shut their brain off, it's just really fun. The We Are Bob series, it's also called Bobiverse. It's easy to find. And then also the Wayward Pines series of books. Like I know it was a show that did, it was really crappy, but the books are really, really good. The first book is called Pines by Blake Crouch. So Pines. I would actually recommend some books for people okay. because you already recommended Matt Diavel and his stuff's really good. Cool. Great. Wrote that down and I'll link it here as well. Like everybody, if you're watching this right now, just know if it's, if you're watching this live, know that I'm going to like every show, um, leave all the show notes later on about like half an hour after the show. I, I just, uh, put it all together and I post it here inside the comments. So just so you know, um, and, and so you recommended Pines and We Are Bob, uh, Matt Diavella's uh, uh, YouTube channel, which is amazing um, to follow another creative person um, and, and a great filmmaker. Um, and all right, so we have um, one question about like, how do you unblock yourself and just do the work? I think you have to, you have to make time where time doesn't exist. So if you're currently spending four hours on Facebook every day, you spend three and you just gave yourself an hour to get 
more things done. And I think for me, the, the biggest thing, like I mentioned, this was time blocking. So if you can actually go through, and if you want to read, uh, there's an article that I wrote that'll help you. It's jasondoesstuff.com slash time. So it's easy to find, okay. um, is where I talk about this idea, this exercise. And it, it actually started um, helping my wife do this. And it really showed the amount of hours that we have available every day to, to make money, to grow our businesses, to do the things that we want and to live the lives that we want. Uh, but time blocking is really the thing. And if you're feeling stuck, like if that's the thing, like you're just like, oh, I just can't get out of my own way. My, my gut tells me that there's something else that's distracting you and it's probably social media related because I just think we've all been distracted by it. We all are distracted by it. It is the next great addiction and you have to be able to step away from it, shut your phone notifications off, close the tabs and give yourself a break and you'll have more space. Yeah, I think so. Like I'm, I'm really struggling with this as well. And I noticed that on days where I shut down my things, it's like, I shut down like all, you know, networks and stuff like that is that's when you get stuff done. And by the way, people just know that it takes you about half an hour to get into flow mode, uh, half an hour in a good case. So yeah, that means switching costs are real, man. They they can take a long time for a lot of people. Yeah. So like, for instance, if you're 30 minutes in, Right now, you want to get an article down and you got into flow state. Then you got a notification from Facebook. You're off that flow. Getting mm. back will take you another half an hour. So just so you know, um, this is extremely valuable um, like to, to shut down any, any distractions. Yeah, so that's like, so like successful entrepreneurs time block the, the shit out of their calendar. So <laughs> no- they turn off the notifications and they block off their time. That's how we get all the things done. Yeah, totally. And, um, and by the way, like something else that Kelvin taught me is like to, if you have one big project that you need to get done, go on a retreat, just like leave your stuff yep. and, and go for a couple of days. And, um, for me, that was kind of hard, uh, because I also have a family and stuff. Um, but Kevin does as well. And, and like, so I just, I already did like twice where I told my wife, listen, like I got this big project, I need to get it done. And I just went off for a couple of days and, um, and, and totally just like, um, totally just, did my did did myself in progress so uh, turning off notifications uh going out for a couple of days it's super important um and jason like so last um but not least like where can we find you where, where would you want me to direct people to follow you around yeah, probably just wanderingaimfully.com. That is going to be the the home going forward of all the things we do. Right now, it's an under construction site, which basically it doesn't look like an under construction site. It's all of the things we're doing to build our next brand. Every decision we've made, you can go back through. So if someone's actually really interested on how are these people making this change? How are they building a new brand? How, what's their social media plan? What's their email marketing plan? Um, how are you starting from scratch? What are you doing with 407 articles to make them into 120? Um, and then just how are we setting all of this stuff up to hopefully be a fully functioning business, uh, wanderingaimfully.com is the place. And then I'm really easy to find if you really want to see like my baking advice on Instagram or my random <laughs> tweets about business or just random things that I'm thinking about. Uh, you can find me pretty easily. So Google's yeah. your friend. Jason does stuff, right? That's like your handle. Yeah. Jason does yeah. stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and, and one of the things that you notice once you start following Jason around is like, what, like, I can read an article like without knowing it's you and understand right away that it's you writing. Like you have this <laughs> very personal. That's awesome. That you're doing. And we didn't get a lot into your uh, podcast or your new podcast, uh, but you said you are planning on launching in September. 
Yes. Yeah. We are going to do a split YouTube show slash podcast, very much inspired by Matt Diavella, who has his show, which is the ground up show, which yeah. uh, is just amazing. Really good show. I'd highly recommend it. I'll be a guest on it in a couple of weeks. We already recorded it, um, cool. but it just going to do the same thing. So we film a three camera setup, going to upload that to YouTube, rip the audio for a podcast um, and just have that be our place to kind of share the husband and wife journey of working together, living together. Uh, and then just talking about a bunch of weird things. Like we just did a whole episode on mental health that we recorded that'll go up at launch, which will be really fun because we want to explore some topics that are a little bit, a little bit tougher to chat about a little bit more vulnerability is needed to kind of get through some of these things. So we're really excited about it. Awesome. Cool. And then one day I'll get you and Caroline again on the show, if you don't mind. And because Caroline, yeah. awesome, so I need to get both of you. <laughs> um, Sounds good. All right, my man. So uh, thank you so much, Jason, for your time and, and generous time over, on overtime as well um, and for your amazing tips and, and value and inspiration. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you for everybody, everybody watching. This is uh, so fun for me to be able to interview time and time again uh, amazing people just because you guys are watching and supporting and asking questions live. So really, like, be in the group come and show up on these interviews super important we want to grow this thing and uh i want to be able to bring on more amazing guests so uh everybody that's this has been a wrap and i hope you enjoyed also um and uh yeah so i'll see you guys around again and jason thank you so much again and see you around and that's a wrap i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did i would love if you could help me out and please rate this on itunes this is a new podcast so reviews on itunes go a long way and also ensure that more people will just get to enjoy it you only have to do this once not every episode and it has a tremendous impact also if you haven't yet i would love to invite you to join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook where i host this show live and also share so much more with the members of the community This will be a chance for me to get to know you better and I love connecting with my audience. Alright, so until next time, remember to be mindful and ruthless. Ruthless with your gut feeling. Ruthless with your journey. Don't let anybody take you off your path, my friend. Keep on and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace! People thinking they can grow a list immediately and then just have a business and it just doesn't work that way. Like you should take the slow road to do this because the slow road is going to provide you with the most value. It's going to provide you with the best subscribers. It's going to provide you with people who will reply to your emails, who will talk to you through a messenger, who will um, get on a Skype call with you and give you feedback. 